looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Living the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, dream team? Coach D here coming at you with another growth mini-sode. This will be a bite-sized episode with the goal of setting a growth-minded intention and focus for the upcoming week. Each mini-sode is going to offer a quote that encapsulates the theme of the week. And after the quote, we're going to dive into a weekly focus, something small that we can focus on for the following seven days, as well as a physical activity and a nutritional tip that's going to help assist us in working towards a more healthy and optimal way of living our own dream life. And each mini-sode will end with a recommendation for the week. This recommendation could be anything from a podcast episode to listen to, a book to read, or even an article or paper, something that I feel is going to help us better educate ourselves towards the overall focus of the week. If this is your first time listening to a mini-sode, the goal is to listen on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to be ready to start the challenges of the week on Monday. Listen to just one mini-sode every week, play along, and as that week finishes, move on to the next week's mini-sode. You can always start all the way back over at mini-sode number one, or you could just jump in and join in with the team right now. These mini-sodes will only be as beneficial to you as you're willing to make them. So if you're playing along with the weekly focuses or the physical activity and nutrition tips, it's going to help you be much more successful, as well as help with your adherence and motivation to do this with someone in your life. So grab an accountability buddy and share on your social media platforms the challenges of the week. You never know who is quietly watching and rooting for you. And you never know whose life you're going to inspire just by sharing your journey, both your challenges and your successes. So let's dive into this week's growth mini-sode. This week's quote is something that should hit near and dear to most of the Live in the Dream team listeners. The quote is, exercise is a celebration of what your body is capable of. Exercise is not a punishment for what you consumed. So exercise is a celebration of what your body is capable of, and it is not a punishment for what you consumed. This concept is something that has been perpetuated in the fitness space throughout most of the time that I've been in it. I even find myself falling prey to this mindset from time to time. I know many people that will eat a huge meal or have a huge treat day and will feel so terrible about themselves that they will go and punish their bodies by running for multiple hours the next day or hitting a daily double just to make sure that they get all the excess calorie intake from the previous day and they balance it out. And hell, I say this all the time on Fridays. Are you going to eat a little extra? Are you going to drink a little extra this weekend? Well, let's burn it now so we can earn it later. And I do this because this is what most people correlate to their fitness goals. Okay, whatever I eat, I have to work off. But this is really impossible. We cannot out-eat our oversaturated world of excess processed calorie consumption. This is why we are where we are. In a world that thinks how much they sweat and how sore they get is a good indication of how much food they can eat. When I say those words, what I'm really trying to do is, yes, I'm motivating people near the end of the workout, but what I'm really trying to talk about is balance. Energy, increased energy consumption should mean increased energy expenditure. 
But we know by now, after listening to previous episodes, that exercise makes up only like 5% of your total daily energy expenditure, maybe up to 10 to 15 if you're really getting after it that day, maybe doing a daily double or multiple hours of steady state activity. So while I should probably stop saying it altogether, I do really like the thought process behind just being aware that this weekend we may encounter excess consumption. So should we be aware and mindful that our activity should also match that excess energy consumption, not just your exercise, but all the activity you do. So all that activity should also follow suit. But the point is your body is a beautiful, complex, super durable and adaptable machine. Most of us have two strong legs and two strong arms and enough control of our body that we can actually take the time out of our day and move it on our own for a certain goal. We should be proud of what we can do. We should be proud of the time that we took out of our day to exercise and make ourselves better. There is a large percentage of the world population that isn't able to do what you're doing. Exercise is not a punishment. It's a celebration. It is something that we should be grateful for. It's something that we should be grateful that we have the ability to do. Shift your mindset have gratitude, and the way you feel about your exercise and movement was is probably going to change forever. So this week's weekly focus is about adding one quick thing to your morning routine. You can even do this in bed for the first minute you're waking up. This week, every morning, close your eyes and visualize your main goal for that day. Your brain is constantly scanning the environment for things that are front of your focus. This is where manifestation comes from. Your goal is to point your mind toward the success that you want to have. An example of this is when I was considering buying my first new car. I knew exactly which one I wanted. I had driven old beat up Hondas all my life and I love them. They're super reliable, quick and easy to get repaired. We're fairly cost efficient when it comes from everything to gas to upkeep. So I wanted a brand new black Honda Accord. This was back in 2017. I researched it for hours. I knew exactly the types of tires, wheels, interior, add-ons, everything that I wanted. Now, the very next day, I saw that exact car that I wanted on the road three times on my way to and from work. I had never seen this car before until that day. And then all of a sudden, I see three of them. Did that mean that those cars were never on the road before that day? Not a chance. But because that car was in the front of my mind, this car was something that I desired more than anything else at that point in time, and magically, they were everywhere. You see, there's this thing called the frequency illusion, which is just another form of cognitive bias in humans. Our brains are essentially pattern-recognizing supercomputers, and they're going to find the meaning in countless pieces of data. Whether it's our ability to see words in a newspaper word search or to work through fine mathematics through the laws of natural laws of the universe, we're going to find patterns. That's just what our brain does. For this reason, stimuli, which are excited, sort of just sit and wait at the front of the brain for similar stimuli in which to identify patterns. In other words, I may have seen these black Hondas a number of times in my life, but my brain just wasn't interested until it was. 
Now, the frequency illusion is augmented by two other phenomena. First is the recency effect. This is something that inflates the importance of recent stimuli and observations. So when it's front of mind, recency effect, this is something that inflates the importance and the brain is going to seek it out. And then second is the confirmation bias, which in this case is precisely your belief that you're seeing this new thing all over the place. And the frequency illusion can become confirmation bias when our passive experience of repeatedly seeing this new thing, it turns into an active search for still more examples of this magic thing that that you're seeing all over the place. But what's really super interesting about this phenomenon is all the patterns that are zipping by in your everyday life that you don't register and are not aware of at all. Think of all the things that your brain is just not interested in. This illusion proves that we only see the things that we're looking out for. Now, this can be a really bad thing when it comes to confirmation bias in a lot of situations. Like, think about it. Those that are really into politics or or polarizing arguments that they think that their side of the argument is super right, or just something that you're stubborn and you believe to be true, even when most of the evidence points to you being incorrect. Are there any uh, flat earthers out there? I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm saying here. So that's where the cognitive bias can become a problem. If you're so stuck in your ways and you only see things because you want to see them and you believe that it's true. But this also shows that ignorance can be maintained without an act of active learning in your everyday life. So you could stay ignorant because you're not actively searching out things to learn. One of the best things that you could do is if you think that you're right on a certain topic is do all the research in trying to prove yourself wrong. Join Facebook groups of the exact opposite. If you're red, go to blue and see what they have to think. If you're someone that thinks the earth is flat, go to the space exploration groups and see the the circular shape of the earth. Try to prove yourself wrong. What's the worst that could happen? You get proven wrong and now you're actually right and you understand everything right. Or it could just reinforce your argument because now you know both sides and you now know that you are right because you have looked at it from both angles. The more you prime your mind through reading and researching to see new patterns, the more that reality will will unfold before you as an extraordinary mechanism of natural laws. The more that humanity will show itself to be an empathetic and beautiful mess of self-delusions and cognitive biases. So why not use the way our brain works to our advantage? Visualize the successes you're going to encounter today. Visualize exactly what is going to happen and what you would like to see. First thing in the morning, visualize you obtaining your main goal for that day and wake up, crush life, and execute your game plan. Our physical activity tip for the week is something that is super important to me right now and has been for the last three years. This week, every single day, sit in a deep squat for a combined total of five minutes each day. Now, this can be broken up however you want. 30 seconds here, one minute there, Or once you've worked your way into it, maybe you could sit for the full five minutes straight. There are so many benefits of sitting in a deep squat throughout your day. Number one, it relieves back pain. 
Number two, strong hip glute muscle activation and control. Number three, increases ankle mobility, which can have a huge effect on your aches and pains up the chain, along with injury prevention later on down the road from the physical activity that you do. And number four, improved digestive health. That's right. This position helps the body to aid in digestion. I'm going to include a YouTube video linked in the description of this podcast for you to reference. If you're not entirely sure what I mean by deep squat, the YouTube is called Bodyweight Squat Tutorial Mobility and Techniques, and it's by GMB Fitness. It's an 11, 11 minute long video and uploaded like five years ago, but well worth the time investment. It's a super helpful video to help you understand what I'm referencing when it comes to deep squat as well as how to get there if you're not quite there yet, which most of us are not even close to getting into a perfect deep squat. So go ahead and check out this video. It's going to tell you how to get into it, how to work your way there, and then how to execute some um, tension and mobility type strategies to get the most while you're down there. This particular physical activity tip means a lot to me. I used to be the guy that hated squats and lunges. That movement would cause me to have super bad knee pain and hip pain. And especially when I was sitting in cars or airplanes, my knees would feel excruciating pain when I sat for more than 30 minutes at a time when my 6'3 frame was stuffed into a small seat. I was so over it. All of my friends were squatting hundreds of pounds. Well, maybe it wasn't in a full range of motion, but at least they could put that weight on their back and lower it. Whereas with me, I'm over here with this 135 pound on the bar, which if you're not into lifting, this is not a whole lot of weight for a lot of lifters. And I was still dying with 135 pounds pain. I couldn't focus on the muscle because all I was thinking about was how much it hurt. So I had to make the decision to regress all the way down to doing body weight squats. Yep. I had weight on bars. I was looking good, but I had to go all the way back to body weight squats And I worked on my deep squat and hip and ankle mobility. And two years later, I was able to earn a deep squat position. And I actually enjoy spending time there. But I want to highlight how long that took. Two years. And that's all I focused on when it came to legs. My pain when squatting and lunging completely went away when I took that sacrifice. It took a two-year detour of me taking all the way down, no load, practicing the position first, connecting to the position, and then slowly adding 10 pounds this week and and 10 pounds the next week. And I finally love leg day. It's one of my favorite, even though I talk trash on it all the time as, as a joke, of course. Now, you don't have to start all the way over at square one like I did, but it does help if you start over and build a better foundation to to build from. But you don't have to. You can practice by spending a little bit more time out of your day in this deep squat position. One place you could do it is when you're in a session with me, when I'm demoing the exercises in between the modules, go ahead and just drop into a deep squat. That's 90 seconds of time in a deep squat while you're waiting. Instead of just standing there watching me, drop into a deep squat and work on increasing your control in the bottom of your squat. You might even notice that your performance in the workout is actually increased because you're down there and you're working on those muscles. And then when you go into the next module and you hit your squats and your lunges, you might even see that difference right away. So check out the video and take the time in your day to sit in a deep squat. Start with a total of five minutes a day 
And then you can always work your way up from there if you want to continue this into the next week. Moving on to the nutrition tip for this week. This week's nutrition tip is super simple. Are you tired of me talking about water yet? Well, too bad. It's super important and I've seen its powers firsthand, so I'm going to continue to blast you with facts about water. This week, before every large meal, drink 16 ounces of water. And this is done 30 minutes prior to eating that large meal. So this week before every large meal, 16 ounces of water, 30 minutes before you eat it. Studies show that 44% more weight is lost by members of this study because of decreased calorie consumption during that meal. You see, your stomach has these mechanoreceptors that tell the body when you're full or not. The food you eat stretches out the stomach and those receptors send signals to the brain telling your brain that that you're full and to stop eating. But here's the problem. It usually takes about 15 to 20 minutes into eating before your brain senses the stomach stretch. And sometimes that could just be enough time for you to eat past your point of satiation and go into a state of overconsumption. So help those receptors out in the stomach and drink some water, which you're going to probably most likely need anyways. So drink 16 ounces of water and do that 30 minutes before you eat. This is going to help you eat less calories during those large meals of the day. Give it a shot and let me know if you notice any difference. And lastly, your recommendation for the week is to listen to another podcast. This podcast is called Metabolic Multitasking, Spot Treating Fat, and the Laws of Fat Loss with Jade Teeter. Uh, Sorry, with Jade Tita. This was a podcast from the Model Health Show. So on the Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson, episode number 177, Released on September 27, 2016, it's an oldie but a goodie. I'm going to include the description of this podcast in the description of this episode. So it's called Metabolic Multitasking, Spot Treating Fat, and the Loss of Fat Loss with Dr. Jade Tita on the Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. And that's it, my friends, for this week's Growth Minisode. Each week, we're going to focus on something new and dial in a different aspect of physical activity and nutrition. Share with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. Post on your social media stories whatever it is that you visualized as your most important goal of the day and maybe of you accomplishing it. Post a video of you sitting in a deep squat or drinking your 16 ounces of water before every large meal and make sure you tag me and share your journey. And let me know if you have any suggestions on tips that would help your live in the dream team that I can discuss on future episodes. I'm going to be here right with you, working on making us stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.